Host protocol initiated. Connecting to Layton and the Vicarious in three, two, one. And we're connected today. Joining us uh, on this episode, Henny Bodenhorst. Henny, uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Les. Uh, Henny, I, I know obviously to to get you onto the show was was quite difficult. Um, Henny, for those of you who don't know, and I suppose at the beginning of this, a lot of you guys don't. Henny is deep into the MC culture, the motorcycle culture. So that's uh, that's the leathers, the the badges, the patches, what you call it, out riding in groups of people. I don't th- I don't think I'm allowed to say the word gangs. I think that's a that's a very uh, touchy touchy word for for the for the MCs, uh, motorcycle clubs. So yeah. Henny, are, are you gonna are you gonna let us know uh, exactly what happened? Because what happened from from our side is well, from my side is Henny actually started riding. Uh, we actually started riding bike together, and uh, that was about sure eight years ago. Two thousand fifteen. Sure, it actually feels longer than that, doesn't it? So yeah, six years ago. Six. So is it six years? Six years ago, um, we started riding together. So, and at that point in time. I remember when we actually had a discussion. We did one of our breakfast run type things, and you were speaking about joining um, an MC or a motorcycle club. And I, I myself, you know, obviously uh, not not particularly interested in uh, what what I I think I said to you at that time. You know, I don't want internal politics. I don't need to be told when I must ride, if I have to ride, all those things. But there was something that was obviously pulling you. To towards an MC lifestyle. Uh, now, quick question: Was it because you had been watching Sons of Anarchy, or or, or what had what had uh, what had actually what had actually piqued the interest? By then, I, I haven't really watched Sons of Anarchy, so no, it wasn't Sons of Anarchy at, okay. at all. Um, what piqued my interest was. Um, the lifestyle, basically, uh, you and me were riding together. We were doing rides every weekend. Mm. And obviously, I met other motorcyclists. Enthusiasts. Well, mm. and, and people from clubs. Okay. So, so whenever you stop, um, they used to ask me, yeah, do you ride for a club? Do you want to ride for a club? And at that point of time, I did not. I wasn't interested. So... But yeah, so. But you did discuss it with me. Now, it, the, this is obviously um, for our international listeners. We're sitting here in South Africa, so uh, not quite the the American type culture. So, the the MC in our local area, the MCs, they weren't exactly large. So, was it um, when you say there were when? Because I don't actually remember speaking to people. But again, I wasn't always talking to people. Um, when they asked you whether you wanted to ride, did you feel that they were canvassing out? Because you would have been asked then by a few different types of clubs at that time. Or was it always the same people that you would see? I wouldn't say it was canvassing. It was more just general discussions to to where the guys would say, well, come have a drink with us. Come see if you would, uh, if you like our people that's in the club and so on. So, yeah. But... Um, I mean, I, you, between you and I, we had different ideas of biking. You you wanted more in the just 
casual riding on on Sundays and stuff. I was more into rallies and day jewels and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, also then again, I suppose uh, it should be noted that uh, the first bike you bought was a cruiser type bike. So you know those highly looking things, and I suppose you have to say highly looking things, otherwise people don't really know. And where I was obviously immediately onto the sports bike, so our yeah our vision of biking was very different and with with the the cruiser type bikes i mean they are synonymous with uh, these motorcycle clubs as well um it did it feel like a natural fit to you or was it also like a yearning towards uh, a brotherhood uh, that type of sense was there something missing in your life that you felt that um that you didn't just want biking to be a hobby you wanted it to to become a lifestyle I was always interested in the lifestyle, but I wouldn't say I was yearning for a brotherhood um, or a place to belong. Mm. But as I, I as I grew into into my club and everything back then, um, I liked the brotherhood. Um, I liked the the fact that there's like minded people that that share my enthusiasm with within my passion. Yeah, passion being motorcycles. Um, but what other things were, were, were you guys, then, apart from just sharing the, the love for motorcycles, um, you say there was obviously like-minded people. Like-minded how so? Well, like I mentioned to you before, people that want to go to rallies, people that wanted to go to day jewels. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's we we together every weekend basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, it almost started being like a, a second family. Okay. Because we, we we physically speak to each other every single day. If it's on WhatsApp groups or calls or what have you, we physically speak to each other every day. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, like how we're doing and everything. Okay, wow. Yeah, that, uh, well, then again, I suppose, because we do on the other side of things, uh, for those of you who don't know, we actually do a sports podcast as well. So, you know, we, we cover... You know, obviously the English Premier League, the MotoGP, uh, the F1, and I tell you what, the, the for for the the fantasy football guys, the English Prem guys, they also spend a lot of time on groups talking to each other. But I suppose not uh, as tightly knit as because um, it's brotherhoods. Is that uh, is that how that it is referenced? You you nod your head like our listeners can hear. So um, so yeah, so it is brotherhood. So it's a different type of. Um, connection out there uh, with people, but then again, I mean, I, I do want to talk about the appeal. So you, you were, your appeal was was the rallies and things like that, and like minded people. You say, but is there an age restriction to people if they want to join? There is an age, age restriction. Um, currently, it's you have to be eighteen years or older. Okay, so like you, you must be okay. So eighteen years of older, so so you must be old enough to drink with the boys, kind of thing. Well, you have to be old enough to be able to ride a motorcycle over six hundred cc's. Okay, so that's uh, that's that's the rule. Yeah. So if the the country's law changes to uh, to twenty one, then then does your age limit move up? Eh? Obviously, I mean, <laughs> we don't want to go against the law. Yeah, not like it bothers you. Eh? <laughs> um, yeah, so so young men. Do you do you find a lot of young men that uh, that want to to join, or is it generally you find a, a man that a, a more seasoned 
a uh, person who's ha- faced some hardships and that has avoiding them. Because I see a lot of divorced men, obviously, they, they tend to join up um, people that have... I know a few mates that, that went... Uh, they joined, obviously, foreign armies. You know, the, some of the guys went to the RAF. Uh, some of them went to the French Foreign Legion. But when the, they come back, it's usually because of that sense of brotherhood from the army, they find that in the motorcycle culture as well. Um, so you find those types as well. Um, which which one would it be be more more in likened to to be joining? Uh, a motorcycle club would the young guys you know because they might come and go it could be a phase for them but the old guys it is they become mainstays the young guys that that do come in is Mm. normally so it starts off with family Mm. so it's normally somebody's son or a cousin or something that that does come in when they're young and what then happens is if they enjoy the lifestyle they start bringing in their friends and that that's how the young people get involved so it starts with family Family and reference. Yes. But the, the people that do approach us um, and say, listen, I like your lifestyle. I like what you're doing here. Uh, I would like to be part of this is more your your older people. And if I say older people, uh, 40 plus. Okay. So that's that's the most of the people that has approached us. Midlife crisis kind of thing. Well, that can be one of the factors, I guess. But... Um, <laughs> No, I mean, like you say, there's oaks that that see that there there are people that that yearn for a brotherhood, that want to be part of a somebody caring. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think how to explain this to you with without uh, without going into too much detail. Detail, yeah. But um, we've had guys mm. that were borderline alcoholics. Okay, and it changed their lives around. So they lacked a sense of purpose. So the, the club gives them purpose. Yes. But the clubs, and you talk about borderline alcoholics, uh, and I mean, there's a fair amount of documentaries out there. And again, I suppose the, the documentaries are generally tailored towards what would be uh, American culture and, and possibly um, sensationalized the way that the image is brought across. But drinking is seems synonymous with uh mc culture like get out there drink you know that type of thing get a little bit rowdy um like lock down a bar kind of thing like that we're here now we're we're in charge i get what you're saying um but i don't agree with you that it's synonymous with biking yeah what i'm saying that's the image that's been brought across from um from from obviously these uh documentaries of american culture um again like i said right now i'm sitting here i've known you for for probably nearly 20 years it's been a long time so uh, and in that side yeah far from that aspect is i know i i know you differently so it's not um you know me more personally yeah i know yeah i know i know you more personally so i know what uh, what is obviously being shown to us and what uh, what is the case generally is two different things but so and obviously and that's why i do want uh, why it's in why it's super interesting to me and i'm sure it's going to be super interesting to a lot of people is to be able to actually uh, peek behind that curtain to see 
to get a a point of view from inside a from inside a, a club type thing where the you're not necessarily trying to convey convey a badass image of of what MCs are like. Although I mean, you watch the guys on the bikes, and the first thing you think is, oh, "There's some badasses out there." So uh, you know, don't uh, don't mess with them. But you you have said yourself that you do uh, enjoy when people you guys like it when people stop and stare. And kind yeah, we of actually like, love it. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I can, I can see you you're already beaming with uh, with smiles <laughs> out there. Um, so. So yeah, so back to so then these forty year old chaps they join in on on, you know they join in at, at grassroots level, for the, for the club, because let's say you you've been, let's say a, a kid joins in when he is twenty twenty one twenty two whatever, young adult he joins in he moves up in the club, he gets to. Um, an officer level, and we'll talk about that just now. You're a 45 year old man who's old enough to be his father, joins into the club, and he has to he has to fall in line, so to speak. He becomes the child in the relationship. Is it difficult for for older guys to join in and talk to younger men as their superiors? I would say yes. They do find it difficult, um, but if you previously did write for for MC or even in MCC, it's not difficult because you've already had. That. Yeah, but we're talking about the first timers. Yeah, yeah first timers. Yeah, it's difficult for the guys. They they do come and say, "Yeah, but I'm older than you," and then we quickly say, "Listen, brother, does not have an age. We we are all on the same level here." Okay, and so you respect into- you respect everyone. Doesn't matter what his rank is. Doesn't matter what his age is. Um, you respect everyone the same. But that, but you have to answer to someone at some point. There is, uh, the, there is the officers. Um, you yourself, uh, you fall third in charge as a, as an officer within your charter chapter. Charter. Charter. What's what's the difference between a charter and a chapter? Same thing. Uh, different same, name. Same thing. Different okay. name. Where the your, your bigger dominant clubs prefer charter. Okay, so so for the people that are listening that don't know, so what happens is you fall underneath a international umbrella of of an MC club. So let's see. So you guys That's have correct. an international president. Uh, then because it isn't necessarily uh, confined to the bounds of of a of a country's borders. So obviously you can have your club can be can exist in multiple countries case in point like uh, um, like the Hells Angels Banditos um, I was checking a little bit on documentaries and they're speaking about obviously specifically cross-border stuff and a lot of the guys uh, on that side of the world is I saw Banditos from American and Banditos from Germany which is super interesting you know because you, know, you carry what would be an American culture into a country that doesn't necessarily even speak English as its first language, but you kind of fall in line. Anyway, um, so then you've got then your provincials or state or county, depending what country you're in, you know, whatever you call it. And then within that, you move into the towns. Correct, yeah. Okay, so you, 
but uh, so your charter that that you're in falls uh, is specifically for is it for like a region an area because South Africa is is a little bit uh, uh, our our area is quite small where where you and I stay or, or the town is quite small where you and I stay in um, relation to bigger cities yes so you guys might uh, breach out and grab surrounding towns as well or is it uh, localized towards um, this town listen we, we we don't grab towns so um, <laughs> what 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 normally happens is mm-hmm. um, a charter that grows too thick uh, too too many members mm-hmm. would then say you get a you get an individual that says listen yeah um, I want to start my own charter and then he gets his members the moment he's got his uh, the right numbers mm-hmm. He starts up a charter, so you can. But that's within your umbrella, so to speak. No, but I mean, you can have the same charter. Uh, you can have two charters in the same town. town. Okay, but underneath the same umbrella of uh, the club. Yes. Okay. Just uh, just running on a different charter name. Okay, and then there would be. There's a lot of talk about dominant uh, charters, dominant clubs. Dominant clubs, not charters. Okay, so dom. But but if you got two of the. Um, two charters of the same club within the town. Is there a dominant charter between the two? No, not at all. Oh, so they. So, you, how does that work? Who who's in charge of who? Kind of thing. Mm. No one's in charge of anyone. That's that's uh, that's when you go to your higher up ranks. Okay. Um, obviously, like you said, we've got a national president. We've got, um, and then we've got a regional president. Okay. So the regional president president will what's the right way to say it? he he looks after everyone here and governs facilitates uh, facilitates everything yeah. around our region. Okay, and communication is really there's a lot of uh, respect from the top down. So you respect the the rules that uh, come above. Um, is the rules of the club above the the rules of the country? No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't is it say above the rules of the house? Let's say in your house, if your club demands something from you, but you're a family man. Okay, I know you now. Obviously, your wife, is, you, you, do you guys call them your old lady? It's a very strange thing. No, we don't. We, uh, is that again an American? thing? That's an American thing. Um, <laughs> you, you do get some of the oaks that refer to their wives as their old lady. Um, okay, but that's that's your heavy, heavy old school uh, bikers in South Africa. So. Okay. Uh, I would say the younger generation coming through don't really use that term. Did they say Betty? No. <laughs> <laughs> so not not their Betty, eh? No. Okay. So um, so now with the there is a, been a demand from the club that you need to do something specific, but uh, the wife is busy saying, "Listen, we need to go see go see my parents this weekend. I promised them it's uh, my father's birthday." You're put in a precarious position. What do you do? So, the club doesn't demand anything. Um, we've there are certain things that in a year time span that is compulsory. Okay. But I mean, you can plan ahead for it because they let you know far in advance. But I mean, something that comes up, everyone understands that. Hey, I've got something going on, so there's no demand that I I have to be there. It's not. It's not compulsory that I need to be there. So okay. um, we've got a thing that where where we say, 
there's three things more important than our club, and that is your work, your God, and your family. Okay. And then after that, biking. Because without, without work, you can't afford a bike. Yeah, because it gets pretty expensive as far as I understand. You, with, uh, with obviously the compulsory things, fuel, it's this, it's maintaining, it's doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So go, job first. Yeah. Um, if you don't have the support of your family, yeah. then if my wife says, no, sorry, I don't support this, then you're kind of stuffed. Okay. Because you're going to be in a, in a catch-22 situation where your wife doesn't agree with your lifestyle and so you can't do what you love. But you've been in this for uh, five years now? Six years. Six years. How fast did you, after we started riding did you actually join a club? A um, couple of months in then? Actually a year afterwards. I, I was thinking about it um, earlier. Actually, I was 30 when I bought my first bike. And okay. that was uh, 2014. Okay. So, so we started we, riding in 2014. Yes. Yeah, time flies, man. Um Okay, so six years, six years in the club, that means obviously your wife is on board, so that makes things easier. Um, but your kids, you've got two kids, uh, your boys, they know daddy and mommy, or daddy's, daddy's a, a higher upper and officer in, in the local bike uh, charter, uh, motorcycle club. Um, do, do, do your children use that type of sway? Like my daddy will bring his friends and beat your daddy up. No, they don't do because kids at all. can be kids can be rough. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> kids are kids can be really nasty to each other. So, um, but your boys know this is not something that they talk about at school. It's not. Uh, no, it's not. It's not that they know. It's something that they can't talk about. It's just, um, I don't think their interest is there yet. Okay, but you want them to join the life. I would like them to join the life, uh, the life but um, at the end of the day, it's their choice which which direction they do want to go. Um, I would love, absolutely love, if they if they um, one day one day. I mean, JJ is turning sixteen in two years' time. Sure, crazy. <laughs> so I mean, if you, so, he's I, getting his first bike in in two weeks' time. He. His interest hasn't peaked in that way. So okay. he, he doesn't speak to me about motorcycles and stuff. He's still in his gaming phase. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, but I'm sure when he turns 16, I'll probably know, is he interested or is he not interested? I, I don't I don't want to push them into directions that they don't want to be, be Okay, in. yeah, sure. Okay, so listen, um, talking about MCC, and you mentioned MCC now. now. Uh, so MC being Motorcycle Club, MCC? Is? MCC is more your family orientated clubs. Okay. Where women have membership. Okay, so in, in your club, you're in MC. There's no woman membership, but are, are women look looked down upon like uh, as lesser creatures um, underneath the the sun? No, not at all. No, no. But no. they just don't get a say because it's a boys' club. It's it's a boys' club, so they they don't have a say in our club and everything. We don't involve them in our meetings. Um, meetings uh, being church. In America, they talk about church. We don't. We we talk about okay. club meetings. Okay, but this it's the same thing again. Like I said, when uh, I I try to do a little bit of scratching in some research and. Uh, 
apparently never miss church. I'm like, <laughs> church is on Sundays and uh, other days in the week whenever the whenever the club decides kind of thing. But yeah, so you have your meetings. Yes. Okay. Um, and then there's an RC, which is a riding club. Yeah, a riding club. Now, but riding clubs don't have ranks. Uh, it's just a couple of guys that come together. They, they want to have a patch. There's no ranks at all. There's no president. There's no vice president, nothing. It's just a riding club where... So like a hobby club, an enthusiast club. Okay. So when you say patches, um, patches and then word rockers as well, because you rock a patch kind of thing, like I'm rocking the side patch or I'm rocking the the back patch or or whatever it is. Um, So this this is obviously a way for you guys to identify. It's almost like a um, see by the color of the patch See, see what type of belief the the club has, who they are aligned with, or, or some things like that. Now, now I don't know if that is quite uh, like that in South Africa this side, but I know for for example, when again on looking at the things, the Hell's Angels with the red and the white, um, the Sons of Silence, red and the white, because there's an affiliation um, type of protection type of thing that happens there, where the Banditos being. Obviously, the yellow and the red. And I think the Mongols was more of a black and then a white on top of it or something. But anyway, so it's all... It's all... When you guys go ride out and you see these other clubs uh, wearing patches, their patches, um, without getting too close, you can already see who or what they stand for. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. You can already... I mean, just by colors. I mean, if... if, um, there are, are clubs that that's got the the yellow, and so um, if you see a dominant yellow on a patch, then you already know which club that is. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, even your the center patches are quite big, so already you can see what hmm. clubs they are from. Okay, now there there was obviously, or there has been a lot of animosity uh, in clubs, and I was now you put me on to uh, for my research part side of things you put me onto a channel on youtube that demons row channel um and the guy's name is sosa the ghost i think it's that and then he uh he actually speaks about uh unifying uh that the club starts standing together so has has that uh and now has that translated into south africa that uh, that the clubs themselves are starting to say listen we all like a motorcycle culture we need to protect it from the outside forces as opposed to fighting amongst ourselves because that was always a big thing there was always a concern a lot of people think like you know because you know you don't know much about the mc culture and the first thing you assume is they're gangs that 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 is the first thing that most people think is that there's this gang and there's this gang and now they're looking at each other funny uh, across the um across a parking lot and shit's gonna go down you know and, and then now you start seeing, and I saw it in the video the other day, also again it, in a different country from, from America, um, where a, Mongol and, a, Mon- a group of Mongol riders and a group of Hells Angel riders, they saw each other at a service station, petrol station, gas station, whatever you call it in your country. Uh, they saw each other, and then they walked up to each other, and because some guys now record it, it's like, what? What's going to happen? And then it's their greeting, and it's, you know, like the the shoulder bump together, you know, that type of thing. So, so 
it, what what is what has been the change there for for MCs to start saying like listen let's let's work towards unity to stand together for the culture when did that come about no, I, I I can't I can't really talk about what what's happening in America um I don't know what what their situation currently is mm-hmm. um but in South Africa a lot, of, a lot of the clubs have gotten together and said, listen, we, we, we don't want trouble. We just want to do what we enjoy, each on their own, and we have unity. Um, live and let live kind of thing. Yes. So, so there, there's unity runs that's once a year. Um, there's a unity bri that's being held once a year. And where you all go the clubs, with your patches then? Yeah, everyone rocks up there with their patches. Okay. So, so this, is, this is the which leads into the question. Um, the bottom rocker or the your, now your three piece patch now the three piece patch is that's the back patch you've got your um, your MC's name your club's name at the top you've got your MC's emblem in then you've got a square patch that says MC usually for motorcycle Correct. club and then there is a bottom rocker which is that signifies a dominant club in a specific area. So if you put that on, you are the dominant club in that area. So it's letting everyone know as far as I understand. Is it the same year in South Africa? No. Once again, that, that, that's pretty much um, American... Uh, American... Culture. Uh, not culture. Uh, the, the American way to say that they're from that area. Where in South Africa, uh, uh, and I'm taking ours for instance where it says our bottom rocker says South Africa. Okay. Because all all our clubs guys do come from South Africa. Okay. So if probably if we go international, then it would say something else. It would say another country there. And then where your charter, which area you're from, hmm. is on your rocker on your right hand side at the bottom. Okay. That indicates which um which chart are you from? Okay, so now the the question then obviously being, you've now you're you're riding out there. Um, there. So South Africa doesn't quite have the same. Listen, this is our territory. We're in charge over here. You're not allowed to wear that because this is our our, our spot. Um, where, but there is a lot of offence that can be taken if. Um, People who have is this now? Is it a one percent now? One percent a thing? So people start wearing patches that they shouldn't wear. If you can take me a little bit through that, because there there is an offence type thing that gets taken by clubs because you do protect your culture in a sense. Um, where you were telling me the other day, it's like it's you, not anyone can just slap on a three piece uh, patch. No, no, you can you can open if you go through the right channels. Yeah. You can open an MC. That's there's no problem with that. But like, yeah, it is. Well, right right across South Africa, it's governed by a president's council. Okay. So you have to go through the right channels to open a club. If it's an MCC or an MC, um, you have to go through that council. So, yeah, you can't like you say. You can't just slap a patch on and say, okay, I'm I'm a club. And that, so this is now, let's say, the riding clubs, they decide that uh, they want to just put on a three-piece thing. Is it, is it quite the thing where the, um, where the, the clubs that – because patches need to be worked for. There's a belief in that. You, you earn your patches. Correct. You, you, so anyone who just puts on a patch 
is a slap in the face kind of thing. So it's a, a case of, as far as I understand, you know, you, would you stop these, these people that just put on patches for the sake of putting on patches and saying, hey, listen, take it off? We would advise them to, to rather take it off and follow the right channels. Yes. You, you would advise them. Okay. W- would it be, does it ever get uh, forceful? I mean, you can't, you can't tell me it isn't because there, there is, uh, we can't paint just a purely rosy picture of, uh, of, uh, of MC culture because you guys are, you guys, a lot of you guys are hard men. It's uh, tough men. Um, you're not, uh, Ad, advice, advice can come in in many yeah. ways. Yeah, but it depends on 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 the type of respect you give. Because if, normally, you, know, you would walk up to a guy and say, "Listen, uh, you're wearing a patch that's similar to somebody else. Where where did you get your um, the permission to wear it?" It all depends on what type of respect you get back from. Okay, that. If, if if you get hostile, uh, uh, hostile. Um, answer back from him. You, like, like, what is a hostile answer? Listen, uh, I don't need permission. I can wear anything I want. I'm not wearing somebody else's colours. Is that now seen as seen as an offence? I mean, because I mean, there's. I'm not saying like the human eye sees a multitude of colours, but you know, there's like three primary colours. So listen, hey, and you know, I'm I'm wearing blue and yellow. Uh, and somebody else is blue and yellow, like surprise, surprise in this world. And the other guy has kind of like a slight golden yellow. Be like, ah, it's too similar. You need to get their permission. Like, why? Why do I need their permission? Why is it that important? Does, we have a different name that's on our stuff. Although there's a different name, the colors do matter because you don't always see the name in it. Mm-hmm. you would go with the colors. If, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, to, this is going back to what I was talking about yeah. earlier, about identifying people. Correct. So, I'd, But I'd, if we have a sense of unity, if we have a sense of unity and that's what, we're, that's what uh, the MCs are trying to strive towards for the culture, why is it still a problem? Because if we've got a sense of unity then the respect would be given to first ask permission to open. Okay. So uh, first ask permission to open, that goes now that goes through this uh, national prison that you speak about or national body, or do you go to, again, say, um, the dominant club in the area and be like, listen, can, can we open, so, up, a, so the open first, up a charter? The first thing that would happen is, um, so obviously if you want to open a club, you do you do approach the dominant club and ask, listen, I do want to open a club. Are you guys okay with this? What happens? If, I mean, people don't know. Let's just say it's a group of guys that are sitting on the couch and they're like, they've just watched Sons of Anarchy for the 10th time and they're like, listen, why don't we just do this? Let's, let's just open up a club. And they go open up a club because they're just mates and they just want to ride and they want to start their own MC thing and they make their little badges they go do their thing, they make their um, officers, being your president, your vice president, sergeant, arms, and you're going to take me through the rest of them now, now. And then they open up a club. They don't know any better. Most people, without you actually telling me uh, where to go do the research, yeah, I wouldn't have known. 
how's how's there an expectation for them to know is this uh, does this fall into a situation where it it might even be easier to start and apologize later because i mean if you don't know you, you that's really what you're going to be doing like listen guys we didn't mean to step on anyone's toes i mean is it really a problem Yes, it is a problem. Yeah, but what I'm yeah, saying, they say they have that conversation. They go like, listen, guys, we're super sorry because you're, you're the dominant club in our area uh, and another club opens up and they come see you guys be like, listen, we exactly what I'm saying to you. Didn't know it all. We, we just really liked and we thought we're a group of mates. We just didn't start. So we started something. Okay. But, but that's, that's now where we go and advise them. Follow the right rules. Okay. So, so what if we happens say, then? listen, we're happy. Then you go to the president council. You make sure every everyone within their uh, everyone's happy with with their patches, the name, everything. So you don't have the same name as another club. So you would help a club rather than uh, to, to shoot them down. Yeah. Okay. So so it is a really a support type thing to to get going. It's not like listen until you've gone through the right patches, you're not allowed to ride at all with this. And if we see you on the road, we're going to have to advise you. Is that, is that right? <laughs> Listen, we, we, we do walk through clubs and everything to, to help them set it up. Um, but I mean, the reason why it's governed is so that you don't sit with 20 clubs with five or six members. Mm. And so we, we do still want to promote. Why can't five or six members work? We have five or six mates. Why can't it be that kind of thing? You know, does do we have to invite uh, have more than that when we start? How, how, what, when I say we, as if I'm starting a motorcycle. Don't worry, I'm not. Uh, I, I, I zero intention to to uh, to do that. But 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 um, when when people do start, they obviously usually start in small numbers. How do you? It's not quite like you were talking about making when a club gets too thick. What is too thick for a club? There are clubs that that lack. Um, being a lot of members, like I, like you say, too thick. Um, I know of clubs that's sixty members in a specific chapter or charter. Charter, yeah. Mm. Um, but I mean, if you get guys that want to break away, if if everyone's happy with it, they do it. So there isn't specifically a number where it's too thick. Um, I think every every charter has got their numbers that they do want to run. Okay. And I mean, obviously, you want to see see your brother in the char- in, in your charter grow to his full potential. So normally, it's not an issue. Okay, but so your charter where you are right now, about how many members? Uh, can't disclose that. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, it, is it is it around like thirty, forty? Is that kind no, of no, like no, no, no? We our our ideal number is around about twenty five. Okay, about twenty. And we're not there yet. Okay, so it's and that's because obviously when you ride out on the road, um, it mustn't necessarily look like a funeral procession of bikes going by. It's not quite a rally type environment. I suppose it's difficult to manage uh, more than more than that on the road at a single time. Um, it's not just on the road. I mean, it's 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 um, it's the bookkeeping within the members as well. To manage and everything. Yeah, so the bookkeeping, obviously, because this goes again to like a normal club. There's club fees. You've got to pay your dues. Uh, yeah, you so pay. You pay to be a member. 
Yeah, it's an old, it, all clubs are like yeah, that. So it's a, it, like a hobby club. It, same same type of thing, a little bit more serious than just a, a passing hobby. But yes, you, you pay to, to, towards a club. So obviously Great, yeah. for the betterment of the club. So bookkeeping of uh, more than X amount of people, how, bookkeeping, how does that become difficult? I wouldn't say, it's not about bookkeeping. Uh, I think I, I used the wrong term there. It's about managing people. Okay. So remember, you, you, you have a lot of personalities within a club. And that clash from time to time. I wouldn't say, you, you do get clashes. But I wouldn't say it's 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 an everyday thing, mm. because remember, respect is your big thing within within our subculture, if I can say that. Okay. Um, but I mean, every now and then, guys don't see eye to eye. But that that is not where the problem lies. It's, um, it's the info that needs to go out to, to the guys, and uh, it's also yeah. about maintaining. And I, because you spoke about bringing uh, club in again, a different conversation about when members bring the club into disrepute, that type Correct. of thing. So there must be a fair amount of monitoring um, of of the chaps, so to make sure that you know that they are are keeping the club's name high. And if there's That's too correct. many people, mm-hmm. I can understand that too many people might land up in a situation where uh, things go unnoticed. Case in point, now when you speak about clubs getting too thick, you might have a little division within the club that you're not even aware of because there's just too many people to manage. Um, where a guy who has been patched in, and we'll talk about that now now, um, him and his mates have been patched into the club and they still don't they don't particularly like the old guys on top and they, they want to go start their own charter so they pick up a few of the well, charter they pick up a few of the guys from inside the club and they go start their own thing because they don't want to spend the years waiting to become uh, president or vice president or whatnot. They want to they want to be um, the boys in charge so then they get the, they get the numbers and then they break away yeah. How does then, here's, here's my question, how does you, and this goes back to again the dominant thing because they broke away from your club, you, you've been in charge of um, said chaps for a while, okay. all of a sudden he becomes a president from a division from within your own charter, yeah. do you now, does he then rank above you because he's a president of? Yes, he, he does rank above me, that's correct. Even even though, uh, I mean, but once again, respect. Uh, you, you give every guy his dues. Mm. If he wanted to do that, if he's, a, if, if he's got good leadership skills, and I mean, if he managed to get those oaks together. Um, he must be doing something right. He must be doing something right, yeah. Okay. But the problem is you can't, it's, it's going to be disrespectful. If you take, let's say, six members out of the one charter. Hmm to open your own charter. So there are rules set how to do it. Okay. Um, and again, because uh, I, know, I, know, I know you're trying to be purposely vague on it and for, for the listeners, there, there is a reason for that. So I'm really trying to pull these things out of Henny. Um, is he's not allowed to say too many things um, there because uh, one, of the, one of the big rules is we don't talk about what happens inside the club. It is a big thing. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, now this this breakaway club in the same area or the charter in the same area goes and makes a little bit of uh, nonsense. 
right? A little bit of nonsense, not not too bad. Like um, your regional might say, listen, hey, pull it in, boys, rein it in. It's uh, this is not the image we're trying to convey. Um, but then you guys get shone or painted with the same brush because you're from the same area, and these were problems that where you had to correct them at that time. Because let's say uh, people who tend to be let's say a little bit more disrespectful of non uh, non members and your your citizens, civilians, you know, because that's what uh, you, your civvies, that's what you call them down there, like the army calls the people, the civvies, the civilians, um, where you guys tend to be, you know, like care more about the image and be respectful to civilians, they kind of go like, listen, you know, they're not one of us. Mm. And because they're not one of us, you know, we, we don't really mind if we have to have a few words. So one guy disrespected our brother or perceived disrespect because that's obviously the big thing. So you guys, keep, you keep mentioning about respect. Uh, and, and again, that demons row thing, it's about a lot of it is about respect. So the culture is about a lot of respect within the culture. And now someone disrespects their brother, they go um, advise another gentleman. And that other gentleman uh, lands up being advised pretty badly. And then the rest of the community now sees, listen, you know, the, this motorcycle club is, is uh, doesn't mind leaning into uh, a more violent type of um, approach. How do you, as what was the original club, the original charter, mm. handle a club like that at that time because because although the regional guy might see it like eh, it's not too bad you know it's a small town whatnot you know they'll deal with it but you guys obviously deal with the community on a much you work with the people we, we again mm. like you have a job most of you guys have a job now all of a sudden they you've worked with somebody for years although you're not mates with him you know like work colleague type thing and you know uh, he, he's part of a motorcycle and all of a sudden you hear listen that motorcycle club is charter or club that motorcycle ch- but people don't know that you must remember that you, you got to be you got to really understand that when when i sit here and a lot of people see um let's say your club riding by albeit your charter they don't necessarily go, uh, it's so-and-so club from so-and-so charter. People don't understand that. They just see so-and-so club. Because when, again, it's the same thing. When you talk about these clubs, I, I mentioned to you the House Angels. I mentioned to you the Banditos. I mentioned to you the Mongols. I'm not going into charters about that. Yeah. They're, they're, no, no. They're but that I mean, club. So they see that in their impression is he rides for that club. Okay, so somebody from the same club that I ride for cause trouble. Uh-uh, no, yeah, same, same club, different charter. Different charter, okay. In the same town, but they were the breakaway from you guys because you guys were the original. No, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, get what I'm saying. Uh, we, we still ride, all ride for the same club. It doesn't matter what charter. Yeah, but they're making, they're making trouble for you guys now. They're, they're selling your image. Yeah. Across I, town. Yeah, I, I, I can't disclose to you what, what the... But there is a protocol. There is. There okay. is definitely... Uh, but I can't disclose how everything works within no, it. Yeah, sure. So. Okay. So talk to me. Um, Three-piece patches, and again, that's for the MCs. RCs have a one-piece patch. Or you were talking? Okay. That's correct. And like and, I said, no ranks. And no ranks. And MCCs? 
MCCs, like I explained to you, is where... They can, a good woman it's can it's vote, but is it also a three-piece patch? No, it should also be a one-piece patch. Okay, so the only three-piece patches is proper or proper MCs? MCs. Okay. Um, with these patches, I spoke about, obviously, the square patch for MC to say motorcycle club. Then there is diamond patches. Correct. Okay, so now uh, not any... This is again goes on to the thing like you can't just put on a diamond patch, even if it doesn't say like one percent, it might have a different meaning. Why is diamonds important to uh, the motorcycle culture? What is the uh, significance of a diamond patch? To so, so, so basically, the diamond does represent a one percent patch in one sense or another, in one sense or another. So, regardless of what's inside, correct? Okay, so what is a one percent? One percenter club. What does that mean? Well, the one percenter, the whole history behind one percenter began in nineteen forty-seven. America side again. America, um, where it was called the Hollister Riot. Okay. Where there was a, a rally called a Gypsy Tour Rally. Okay. Motorcycle rally, and obviously, bikers being bikers. A lot of them didn't follow uh, the law, if I can state it like that. Yeah, okay, cool. So they got they got out of hand. There were But there was drinking involved. There was drinking involved. There was people being naked, bikes racing up and down the streets, what have you. So obviously it was a big thing back then. There were T V shows about it. I think there was a movie made about it. Was it even T V back then? Okay, probably there was. <laughs> No. no, but what I'm saying is there's even a movie yeah. later made about it. But it came to such an um, extent where the AMA, the American Motorcycle Association, mm. made a statement and said 99% of bikers are law-abiding citizens. And a, one specific club went and said, okay, well, then we are the 1% that do not conform to society's rules. Okay, or the laws of the country. So effectively, a one percenter is an outlaw by its very definition. Then, I wouldn't say outlaw by criminal activities, but it's we do not we one percenter clubs are not governed by anyone. Okay, we we don't conform to uh, associations. We don't conform to councils. Nothing. Okay, so you, you are law unto yourself, effectively. The the club is law unto itself, and within the club, that's where you, because you fall under the umbrella of a, a club. But is every charter within a club, if the, the is the club a 1% or is the charter 1%? Does club. every, so the club is a 1%. So Correct. if you're part of the club, you're, you're a 1%. Not in your prospect period. Yeah, okay. okay we're gonna you have to be a full pitch to, to become a one percenter. Okay, so a prospect period, um, a prospect is obviously a guy who wants to join the club. Correct. So he, whether it's through family or he approaches, like we were speaking about earlier, an older chap, he wants to, wants to join on in. Uh, and then he goes through a period of uh, prospecting to, to join the club. But here comes the question, if it's a new guy, to the MC culture is his prospecting period longer than a guy who has uh, effectively been part of an MC culture before? No. 
So the same prospecting period of time. Same period of time. Okay, and so and when when clubs patch over when they take over other clubs, are those guys immediately that are being patched over put into a prospecting period as well? Um, it's it yeah when 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 a, a full club get, gets patched over, mm. they they go they don't go into a prospect status. They go into um, I forgot the word now uh, probationary. Okay. So it's 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 a time period where they they ride as as the specific club that they patched into to see if they fit into the lifestyle of this club. Okay. But then immediately they're governed by that. The the idea of um, well, I want to get back to prospecting just now, but patching over, what happens if they do not fit in and they want to go start their old club again or old members? How, how, does, how does that work? Because why would you want to... Why do clubs want to be patched over? What, what, is, what is the benefit there for them? Oh, I can only guess there's a lot of reasons. I don't know what the reasons are. Everyone's got their specific reason why they want to be part of or something bigger. Okay. Um, so it is usually about being something bigger. It's not being saying like, listen, you're a small club in our town. Um, join us or we'll advise you otherwise. No, we don't advise. If, if, if you don't, if you're not interested, you're not interested. Okay. If you say, hey, I like my, my club that I've got, we're not going to force you into doing anything. Okay. I mean, remember, it's, uh, um, and you're going to hear this throughout everything. It goes about respect. Okay. So we even respect the smaller clubs. Okay. But the one percenters do not respect the law by that, the definition that they do not conform, conform to the law. No. No, I do not agree with we do not. We do not confirm to society's rules. Okay. And, and, and it, 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 so by the, saying that, it's not just... It's not just the laws that we don't agree with. It's, it's society that we don't agree with. Okay. Well, what about society is that we don't agree with? So, obviously, bikers, we, we spoke about tattoos a bit earlier, but I mean, we don't really give a fuck what you think about us. Yeah. So, what society thinks about us, um, like drinking. Okay. So, you get a lot of, oh, no, yes, bikers drink a lot. Drinking you know? and driving. Uh, drinking and riding. Leighton, there, there, there's, you've got a point there, but not everyone drinks and rides. There, yeah. we, 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 but we it's not against the rules, is what I'm saying. It depends on what, what, no, the club's rules. No, it's, if, if you're drunk, you do not get on your bike and you will not, um, you, people will take your keys. If you can't, if you, if you can't handle a bike, you can't ride. Finish it like. Okay, because that means, uh, obviously, because you're a danger to your own brothers as well. You're a danger to yourself. You're a danger to your brothers. You're a danger to everyone on the road. Okay, so you guys do care. It's not that you guys don't care about civilians. Um, it's more to do with the idea of um, actively involved um, or heavily involved government that you want to... Almost in, in, in a way that an anarchist looks at things, like once less government involvement in, in the way that you guys approach life, your way of life. Well, no. at least in South Africa. 
listen, I mean, everyone, everyone is, everyone must conform to the laws. I mean, if I'm going to steal, whether you agree with it or not, if you agree with it or not, and okay. that's why I'm uttering about about society. Yeah. I mean, you you get your old tunnies that say, "Oh no, devil, that's the devil." These guys all riding here, they they going straight to hell. It's devil people, this. And okay, Tony, you think what you want. We just don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, it it becomes. Uh, there's obviously. It's not that sentiment. What you have, the, what you have, have shared there. One percent of clubs might see things differently. Again, I mean, like I said, I, I did. I watched a fair amount of interviews of um, other people from one percent of clubs, and there, there's again, there, there can be talk from really tough outlooks on life, uh, the way that they approach life to to uh, what you're saying, because a lot of it has been about respect, has been about. Um, community as uh, your brotherhood community but uh, we something else I saw was one percenters might go out and cause trouble somewhere else but the Euros in their own town kind of thing they're also the protector of the people which uh, that, that was again now something else I'd seen so it's more more sons of anarchy no not, not quite no no it was it was somewhere else um, I think we had something to do with uh yeah, it was, it was one of those uh, documentaries on YouTube, and I think they were talking about the banditos within their own town. They 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 make sure that their their town is protected. It's kind of like a Pablo Escobar kind of thing. Like he he gave millions away to his own people. They loved him, so they protected him. Okay. You know that type of thing. So I, I don't quite know that the the MC culture over here has that same type of protection. Like you know. Uh, that the the public will go out there necessarily to protect you because I mean the assumption is when they see you you're, you're a bad person because you're wearing these leathers and you're riding these bikes which again that you don't care about yeah that's on them but but that's, that's their the whole choice. point um, they see this person and we don't fit into their rules mm. we, we we don't fit into society's rules that's that's basically what I'm trying to say okay so time. it's it's about a fitting thing so you guys are are one percenters. Because society thinks you're the one percent, in a way. Because okay. I mean, yeah. we, we are because we don't conform to their lifestyle. We don't conform to their right way of living. Okay. So um, back into the prospecting chappies. Um, from what you told me about your prospects, you they they go through a period where again there's a, a bunch of respect, and you said because obviously at the end of the year of prospecting is. You don't want to... It's going to be very difficult to call someone a brother that you've treated like crap for a year. Correct. But a lot of other MC culture club type things, which you have said yourself, um, who care for the mic there, um, do not exactly um, care too much about their, their prospects. They're kind of... It's like a trial by fire kind of thing. You're going to learn the hard way. Uh, you're going to do... You're going to take take the whippings, so to speak. Yeah. Listen, everyone does it a different way. Okay. Um, now, in, in our side, South Africa, so obviously I know about your club, Do um, is South Africa prospecting pretty much what you guys do? Or or is, no. Is it everyone just, does it different. 
Okay, but obviously the guys must talk between clubs at times. Like, you know, that I was a, no. I was part of, no, what I'm saying is a guy's been patched over mm. uh, from one club into the next club. They might talk about how their prospecting period was or they were in another town before they moved for a job and they joined actually another uh, motorcycle club. They would, maybe at some point they would mention their prospecting period. The thing if is, it was different. The thing is, um, it's, it's very rarely that where guys move to be a prospect again. Remember, you, you've gone through this this year where, I mean, you work hard in that year. Yeah, but there's no charter of your club in that town. But yeah. there is another motorcycle club. Yeah. You're obviously, you're not exactly starting your own club at that point in time. You might be just joining in with the local guys. You start a new job and there's another mate that you work. You're now out of it because, again, like I said, you know, you're not uh, part of the, um, there's no club in that town. You go to a new town and you work. One of the, the guys from work, he's part of a part of a motorcycle club. And you go, you know, you still miss the brotherhood. And your only option is to join said motorcycle club. Would there not be a... a a conversation about the different types of prospecting in within South Africa, the, the the boundaries of South Africa. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'll, I've I've prospected for two clubs, and I can't think that I've ever said, "Oh yeah, back back in the day, we did this uh, when I was prospecting for that club. We, I did it this way, and yeah, we did." But the this. feeling towards the prospects. Well, you you've prospected twice, correct? Right, um, and because you've prospected twice, that means um, there's different ways that you were you were obviously handled as a prospect. There were different ways, yes, but actually not that different because you still you still had to bry, you still had to um, pitch up tents and. That's the only but thing. There wasn't. Uh, there wasn't like the. You must now go and uh, pick a fight with uh, another club or something. No, that type. Not of that thing. I wasn't. I'm sure you do get clubs that do that. Yeah. Um. But I. I haven't heard of any. Okay. Yeah. Because I. I have seen through documentaries there. One of the things for prospects in other clubs is that you need to go and uh, take out uh, another member from your rival club. But again, this goes back to, you know, a lot of it is uh, American, American television. Based, yeah. yeah, but American television as well, which is obviously there, there is a fair amount of sensationalizing type things because why kill off people that share a very core belief in motorcycles? Because I, I ride motorcycles and the truth is it doesn't matter who I ride past, whether a guy is wearing a patch or whether he's not wearing a patch, all bikers do the nod. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm the, not going to go in, into that. Not all, but yeah. Okay, well, suppose when I ride past people, it's always, hey, get, give the little head nod. No, I'd like you, I'd like you to go into that. Is there is a reason not to nod towards someone? Maybe maybe it, some of the oaks are new in it and they don't understand it. Um, but there's a certain, certain group and... and it's actually a certain group of bikes that they'll ride past you and they won't nod or they won't wave or nothing. Uh, is it but your like Harley a, elitists? No. Okay, so it's not the Harley elitists. Um, is it the sport bike guys? No, it's it's it's, it's mostly, mostly. And, I, and I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, okay, but sure. But mostly your adventure riders. 
they that they tend not to but they they also most of the most of the adventure riders are weekend warriors correct yeah so, so they they don't understand the, the the respect and the lifestyle going with it okay so so they miss out on the nod thing um riding past a club you know going opposing directions uh, if a another biker let's say myself rides past i give the nod you guys give the nod or the wave back. It you know, shows respect to us. We yeah, everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone's happy. But if I don't, well, if you don't, everyone's gonna gonna ride past and think, look at that knob. And then what happens if you land up riding into that knob down the line? No, nothing. Nothing We're gets said. You just assume that this guy's a is is a price chop, and then he's uh, he's well, we, we we might n- go. Maybe he's a new new rider, and he doesn't understand. I mean, new riders, obviously, eventually you'll check everyone going, nodding their head <laughs> and think, okay, shit, this is Mate, a thing, huh? Yeah. And, and it'll start doing it. Okay. And now, the, what about passing on the same side? You guys ride cruiser bikes. Let's say the, 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 the MC guys are riding cruiser bikes. You guys are riding formation. Um, In South I'm, oh, about, I'm about to pull up and just swing past. This thing's here. Um, sorry. Um, in in South Africa, there are clubs that only do cruiser bikes. Yeah. With us, any bike, any as long bike as you've goes. got a a, a a bike 600cc and up. So yeah. we we ride dual purpose. We ride um, cruisers. We ride super bikes. Um, let's say I come racing past. Yeah. And you guys are riding formation, so you guys are, let's say you're cruising at a reasonable, comfortable speed, um, and then I just zoot on past because I'm now doing a another type of run I, I might be doing a time run and we land up uh, at the same breakfast area is there is is a fence taken none at all uh, you'll probably get some oaks saying yes you flew by us you know and they'll want to have a chat to you yeah um, but as, it doesn't as come long from as a you... place of um, of anger not at all no as, there's two aspects to this. Yeah. As long as you didn't um, fall into my pack. Yeah, and wiggle about. And yeah. Through. So if you just come past, nobody's going to say nothing. But if I go into your formation, then... If you go into my formation, you guys you're going to pick up a, a little bit advice. of... Uh, <laughs> advice. Advice. <laughs> you're have a little bit of advice. Um, but, and, the, and the other thing is, as long as you didn't put us in danger, where let's say there's a car coming from... Uh, uh, to, from uh, on com- coming side, mm. and next moment, he needs to swerve out or something not to, uh, not to hit you. Uh. So as long as you don't put our lives in danger, nobody's not no, nobody's going to say anything. Okay, so um, yeah, so obviously quite different to to other sides of, of uh, different different places in in the world have different views on that. Um, leaving a club, you've had to leave a club once before. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And um, listen, okay. W- uh, ask your question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So leaving a club and uh, to excommunicate someone, like, you know, to kick them out, how, how, do you, how is that viewed any differently? Because at the end of, of both of those things, you're now an outsider to the club. It depends how you leave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So leaving a club, you know, you, you just want to say, hey, boys, look, you know, I'm done with riding. I'm going to go focus on my family for a bit. Um, you know that type of thing. Okay, so if you if you say I'm done, 
you are going to get the guys that take it personally, that say, well, you don't want to be part of this brother, then you're not a brother anymore. You yeah, do because, get those oaks. Because there, there is a little thing, and it's said across all the, um, you said, or again, most of them, you know, um, which is like, uh, what's it? AFFA for Angels Forever Forever Angels and then Banditos Forever Forever Banditos. Um, you know, so it's always club forever forever club. Correct. So there is no leave for these people that, that oh. really believe that that, that that is it is forever. It's a, it's a life thing. So you're talking about saying people taking offense because you want to leave the club. Yeah, let's pick it up there. Yeah. Um listen. Everyone's got the got their reasons mm. um, you get oaks that they were young and they were enjoying it and everything and suddenly he got married he got he's now got children he's got much more um, his priorities are somewhere else. Oh, he's there's, there's much more to his life currently than the club mm. you respect that so like I said there, there are guys that's going to take it very personal but then you're going to sit with... How do you handle that? Because you're, you're a sergeant at arms. Um, now, you've obviously got, let's say, one of, the, one of the guys in your club is leaving, and another guy who is, again, he's not an officer, him and an, uh, he's, he's starting to take this personally. Um, how do you handle that? Once again, it boils down to respect. Yeah. So just as I respect the guy that's leaving for his reasons... Yeah. I respect the guy, how he's uh, the the one that that's feeling animosity because he's leaving. I respect him as well. He's got the right to feel like that. He yeah. feels betrayed. But why is there a betrayal feeling to towards uh, to, to because that? you want to cut ties with brothers? No one's saying you want to cut ties. I'm I'm, I'm just saying like you know that guy feels he feels uh, so he believes that he believes is. you want to cut ties. Remember you you want to get out of the club. Fine. Then you get out of the club and you're nothing more to me. Yeah. But in the same sense, you're going to get the guys. It's, it's just, I've had a five-year bond with this guy. Yeah. Even if he leaves the club, he'll stay my brother. So it, it's different personalities. But club first. If you ever land up in that situation um, with, the, with your brother or the guy who's out the club, club first. Correct. I okay. mean, um, let's say he invites me to a bride. Mm. The club's got a, a function tonight. I'm going to do the club function. Okay. And if the club says, you can't go hang out with them because let's say you picked up a scratch with the president because the president was offended. But that's a different story to why he left. So now now, now we're getting into he's offended people. No, he's, he's offended. The, the president and him were mates for years. Let's say they were mates for years. Yeah. And same thing again, he just wants to leave because, uh, say, the president doesn't have a family, but this guy's now got his family, he's got his kids, his priorities are different, you know, he's, he's grafting hard and he's really trying to make, um, to set something else, say, financially for the future. But uh, the president feels, although he's left the right way, you know, this was my mate, he was my brother for the last 15 years we've been riding together, and now he just packs up and leaves. Now I'm offended. But he, the, let's say it's only the president that's offended. Is it? And then the... And you're still in that situation where you're... I mean, you're obviously... You're, you're, you're friends with the Prezi. Um, you guys are good mates. You've been riding together for years. You're friends with this other chap who you've been riding together for years as well. Let's say you're the third friend in this. 
the three of you might have all started together kind of thing. Correct, yeah. yeah okay. But once again, respect. <laughs> so, if he, what, what kind of respect does he have for me hmm. if he says to me, no. You can't go hang out with you your... You can't go hang what, what type of respect does he Yeah, but he's he the president. But you want to call me brother? So you still have to... But he's to in charge. To, yeah, well, he's in charge. <laughs> but he's not in charge of me. And surely he must be. No. So how do the officers work there? You've got your president at the top. You've got your VP, your vice president. Uh, sergeant at arms. Effectively, you're the enforcer of... Uh, you're the guy who goes and uh, gives the most advice in, the, in a sense. In a sense, yes. In a sense, you give the most advice. Um, what You've got a treasurer... There's always a treasurer? Secretary. Secretary, okay. There's an enforcer. Enforcer, okay. We've got negotiator. Negotiator? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, we've got scouts, marshals. And e- each one road wears captain. a. Each person, each one of these guys wears a patch. It's called a bar, yeah. A bar. With your rank on. Okay. So you get so a bar. With- a bar patch. But it's a patch. Yeah. It's a, something that gets sewed onto your thing. Correct. Okay, but it's a bar patch that you wear on your left breast, I assume. Okay, so does everyone have a bar patch within the club? Only your rank members. Okay, but your how many how many ranks is there? Depends on the size of your club. No, let's say that you've got a twenty-five club, thirty club. How many how many uh, ranks would you have in there that goes and sits? around the meeting table. Listen, remember, your, your ranks also depends on personality. Mm. I mean, you can't go and make um, somebody, let, let, let's say, sorry, um, a scout, uh, no, a marshal. Or let's say a road captain, sorry. You can't go and make a guy road captain that's mm. on, a, on, a, on a slow cruiser motorcycle. Okay. Reason? Because... Uh, you guys don't, when you guys are out on your ride, it's not like you're in, when you're in formation that you're flying through parts. Information. What does a road captain do for you? The road captain leads the pack and he makes sure everyone's safe. So, he's so he must front. be able, yeah, he's in the front um, of the formation, but he must be able to fall back and see if the back guy is okay and then once again be able to go, get to the front to see if everyone is still in the pack, if everyone's still okay. So, Okay, so now, so he gets a seat at, at the, the meeting table. Because I can't see... All members get a seat at the meeting table. Yeah, but surely there's the official part, the ranking guys that sit and have a different type of conversation. At times, yes. Yeah. It, 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 it all depends who, on but what's happening. Who would that all include? Again, your vice president, your president, your sergeant at arms... Does it include your enforcers then? Yeah, or they not decision? Okay, so everyone with a rank. Yeah. So, again, back to the question. How many ranks off, uh, off the top of your head would there, would there be, let's say, within your club? I think eight. Eight. With, with, with our charter currently, we're running, I think, six. Six. But, okay, but there would be eight within the club. So the club... There can be more, but um, on, on the size of, of a charter that's... Like you say, 25, 25 you're looking at 8, 9. Okay. So a full third of the, um, third of the club actually mm. has a position of power. Uh, marshal, if, if, if you're a marshal, you can have more than one marshal, for instance. 
Okay, so you can have a couple of marshals. You can only have one road captain. Correct. You can only have one... You can have multiple enforcers, I assume. No, you only have one enforcer. Enforcer, enforcer deals with the internal things, a security of the club. Okay. Oh, so he enforces the laws of the club, uh, in, like in, an in, internal... Internally. Law. Okay. Where your sergeant-at-arms um, is more like on the outside. So he, he looks after the president, he looks after the members against outside threats. Okay. What kind of threats? Yeah, I, I can't disclose anything there. But, uh, but let, let's say... High uh, level. What no, type let, of threat would, uh, let's would say, the president Let's say, be for under? instance... No, no, not just the president. All, all members. All members. So let's say we had a Dejal rally, and there are people that come and they influencing or looking for trouble with members or the members' wives or something. That is where your sergeant-at-arms would then pull in and say, listen, please back off. Back off, okay. Um, multiple chapters, so all the chapters have a sergeant-at-arms, I assume? Correct. Okay. Um, and when you guys meet up, who, who would effectively be in charge? With the, is there a rank within the sergeant at arms? I'm a, I'm part of a bigger charter, uh, from a bigger area. I'm a more important sergeant at arms, or because there is obviously the national part that there is a sergeant at arms that fills the club nationally. Um, That's correct, yeah. But then you have then the sergeant at arms for each charter. Is anyone above each other then? If you guys have to meet up at a rally. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there, there is a there is a national sergeant yeah. at arms that. Um, but each charter's one are they are they ranked differently, based no, on their not charter? At all. No, 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 no. Okay, and just keep in mind. Remember, a rank. A lot of people do give respect to ranks, and they've worked. Remember, you work hard for a rank. You earn your patch. Yeah. You you earn it, but at the end of the day. Your rank is a job within the charter to make it work. Okay. So it's not necessarily where you demand respect because you've got a, a higher rank. Okay. But uh, there, there, was, uh, there, there was an incident, obviously, that uh, where you obviously see deal with, now because you say you deal with externally. So a lot of what you do is about making sure the image of the club doesn't go into disrepute as well. So you're almost like the, the um, yeah, like the the public uh, public officer kind of thing as well. So, so excommunication when somebody is is told to leave the club, there there must be. Is it a short list of reasons, or can, or is it like a plethora of reasons why someone can leave, or is it kind of like listen? We don't have many laws, but we have some laws. And if you breach these laws, that's it. Thank you for playing. Get the fuck out kind of thing. Yes. No, exactly what you said there. So we don't have many. But, I mean, if you are asked to leave the club, you messed up properly. That's, that's a big dis, uh, disgrace to, yes. to, to your name. Um, something that would, would ask someone to leave, leave a club, messing with somebody's uh, wife or old lady, I suppose it must be something like that. Is that 
frowned upon in that way? Or what type of incidents could create an excommunication? Well, basically anything where you bring your club's name into disrepute, like you said, uh, and I mean in a bad way. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a... Let, let's say you stole from a brother. Okay, so stealing from, stealing from your brother... That's it. Thank you for yeah. playing. Get the fuck out. Okay, so there, so there is a, there there is a rule like that. So stealing again. Uh, go, I would just want to harp on that for a second because obviously what you have seen in different documentaries tell different things. One of them talk about their old ladies or the wives or whatnot become club property, and then the other ones are saying, "Listen, it's not like that at all." No. You're telling me it's not like that at all. So if a brother messes with another brother's wife, is that uh, is that grounds for excommunication? That all depends on how the club sees it. He initiates it. He drives it. He. Uh it's it's disrespectful once again. Uh, if you go look at the the situation, it's it's disrespectful. You, I mean, if I'm a brother, why do you why do you approach my wife? Why why do you want to do things with my wife? Yeah. So, obviously, it goes out to a vote. You 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 can't just throw a brother out. Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand there's a process. There's a process to it. So, if everyone says, listen, it's a no-go, then he's out. What happens if it's a girlfriend and not a wife? Is it looked at differently? No, not at all. You you are hurting your brother. Okay, so you're messing with your brother's property. So, it's stealing it away. We don't see women as property. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But you you are messing with... uh, you're, you're stealing something from your brother. And you're hurting him yeah. in that process. What about lying? It depends on lying in, in uh, once again, what context you're sitting. If, 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 you, if you're lying to the club in a serious um, instance, like if you say, wasn't me that stole that bike or wasn't me that stole the cash, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a serious offense. But uh, let's say, for instance, how much have you had to drink? No, I've only had two. Uh, this guy I saw you had four. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so, so dishonesty is obviously punished on merit, but dishonesty is probably the the main reason for for excommunication. Further than that is, you, you keep talking about processes and rules and things like that. Uh, do you guys have a super, a super secret handbook that you get like, listen, we've got to follow this process? Or is it kind of um, a, a policy that is, or a process that has been instilled over time, which just becomes a way of life? It's not uh, documented in any way to say that, listen, our club handles so-and-so like this and like this. No, no, no. Obviously, obviously, we we to be able to to set up a club and everything, you need to have a, a constitution, hmm. and so so we are governed by a constitution, and then each club uh, charter hmm. can have their bylaws as well. Okay. So, but it is it is documented. It is documented. Uh, the policies and procedures for the club. How the how you guys handle um, an excommunication is documented first, so there's a process that you know to follow. So let's say you do start up a new charter, that type of thing. Uh, the club kind of goes, "Listen, here's our policies and processes. You will do things this way." 
it's just the rules that you need to conform by, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, biker rallies, you, you arrive at biker rallies, um, top of the excommunication, but you arrive at biker rallies um, now with obviously this newfound sense of community or unity within uh, bike clubs. It must make things a little bit less tense than it probably was 10, 15, 20 years ago. There must have been a type of tension that arises because I know in back to the America side, the Sturgis bike rally, you're not allowed to wear your patches. You can all come to the bike rally, but patches are not allowed. There's not one rally in South Africa like that. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. Otherwise, so. you won't you you won't have people. You ha- you won't have any support if you have a rally like that in South Africa. Okay. Because most most of the of the riders do belong to clubs. Yeah. There's a small portion of people that do not belong to clubs. Yeah, so I've, I fall part of that small portion. I assume there, there was a lot more of us. Um, but yeah, so bike rallies, you guys arrive back, bike rallies. Less tension than there was in the past uh, before, but there is a definite... Um, like It's kind of like you, you're back in high school kind of thing and you're... You're, you've all arrived at like an inter inter schools kind of event, and you're sitting with your your school kind of thing. Like you don't you don't uh, you're not necessarily going to pick a fight with the guys next to you, but you don't necessarily like them either. You don't dislike them, you just don't particularly like them. No, listen, you, you remember you you got you came there with your brothers, mm. so that's the guys that 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 you are there with. Mm. So it does happen, but where you have to intermingle. Yeah, yeah, no, that does happen. We we all go to the main main stage or main tent, and while we're standing there at the bar, a guy with a different patch rocks up. Hey, how are you? You greet everyone. Um, you actually do make friends within other clubs. Okay, let's say you make a friend within another club, but then the clubs themselves. Yeah, let's say you got two. Not don't want to say rival. Two different uh, clubs within, uh, let's say, our town, and you're actually mates. A lot of the, the guys from the two clubs, I'm sorry, a lot of the guys from the two clubs are mates with each other. But then all of a sudden, it's like, listen, our club and that club no longer see eye to eye. They are now your enemy. Yeah. How, does that, how, how does that filter down to, again, so let's say you've been friends with these people for years. There's a, really a friendly vibe within the town, but the club at the top level because let's say it started in another, another province, county, state, or whatever it is, um, has picked up an issue, a okay. scratch between the two. Um, like, like we spoke earlier, I mean, I've said to you, we've, everyone in South Africa has got a unity. Yeah, but now, now I want to take this back to you arrive at that bike rally. Yeah. You see your mates, but the clubs are not mates at all. You see, because we have unity, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't comment on that. Okay. But I would guess that... How can I put it? Club first. Even though you guys are friends, just stay out of each other's way so that the clubs don't mingle, so that the the other people don't get get in each other's hair. Okay. Once again, respect. Okay. So, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm uh, talking about respect. In South Africa, there, is there any female bike clubs, MCs, MCCs, that's just purely female? There are. Okay. 
and uh, uh, my, I, I'm, I'm not going to disclose the name, but um, my club did open uh, a family a family MCCE sisters club, if I can put it like that. Okay. And there's already been one full chapter of them that's opened women only. Women only. Um, so, which is which is quite nice. I saw in the Demons Row thing uh, with that Sos the Ghost. Um, is he? I didn't see. Is he? Is he a black man or is he Latino? I think he's Latino. Latino man. Uh, and which was quite nice to see is that there. And you don't see it very often. There, there's an understanding that people are different, and people have their own beliefs. Uh, and there's kind of that acceptance with it. You know, where he was talking about obviously, you know, race also falls into the you know your race demographic, um, because a lot of clubs. Again, it isn't just male only clubs; it is white male only clubs. Is a rules. Does the, do those rules transcend America into South Africa? That their specific clubs is only white male only, and there's because there is there isn't necessarily a lot a large amount of diversity in um, the motorcycle culture within specific clubs. Okay, I think if you take our country's. Um history and stuff. I mean, there's still a lot of racial tension mm. going on in our country. And so you do get it. I mean, it, there are a lot of black clubs. There are a lot of white clubs. And okay, it, so we're talking about MCs. There's a lot of black MCs. Correct. Okay. And um, that's like they, that they don't accept whites either. Yes, correct. Okay, so that, that, but that's uh, I mean I'm, I'm happy that people you know choose to be who they want to be. At least it's up front. At least in the motorcycle uh, culture, it it really is up front. It's like listen, this is who we are, and we don't we like our own kind of thing, and we want to be surrounded by our own, and it is what it is. And there's an acceptance with that because is there an animosity between um, let's say a white bike club and a black bike club purely because they're uh, two different races? Not at all. Yeah, because you guys arrive back then at the rallies together. Correct. You guys are all there together. So yes. the, you guys will talk and uh, mingle in a, in a way, like you yeah. say, on the big thing. But it isn't... Uh, Definitely. And I mean, we walk around and we see a nice bike. doesn't matter what color. We we compliment the guy on his bike. And, you know, I mean, you once again, you you take him for who and what he is. Yeah. So that was uh, that was something that was very interesting to me in, in my research was uh, the fact that there is um, we do we don't necessarily force people into diversity, but we don't hate people if they choose not to diversify. That's oh, entirely yeah. up to them. Because I imagine there is clubs as well that are diverse. They are. They are. Yeah, um, um, to be honest with you. We have people of other color in, in our club. Okay, so you have a diversity within your club. But that's what I'm saying. But there is clubs out there that is white only, black only, um, a separatist kind of fur based on, on skin color. And then also, again, based on gender as well. Yeah, look, once again, I don't think it's based on, on race. Mm. It's how you fit in. Um. Obviously, a guy from from another race, if if 
if he fits in with with our culture, our way of doing things and everything, and he f- physically fits in with and our rules, our culture, it's the club, the club's culture. Yeah, um, the way we do things. Okay. If he's comfortable in that, hey, why 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 chase Stoke? Yeah. So. And but. The way our our heritage and stuff is so far apart, normally they do not fit in. Or it's a bad fit. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's from both sides. It's uh, yeah, we're not for you. You're not for us. Uh, we don't share. I mean, we've got white folks that don't fit in. You you have most civilians that don't fit in because that comes down to the the one percenter nonconformity. Um, we are different in that way. Yeah, so now now the last question I need to ask you, man, is um, if, you're, if you're new to an area, how do you find these uh, motorcycle? You want to join a club? You, you're completely new to area. You maybe listen to this for the first time. You think to yourself, you know, I am quite interested in this. How, how does one find a club in, in, the, in an area? How does... Internet is it? Are you guys like the the clubs have web pages, YouTube channels, things like that? Or they do, they do have uh, internet, what have you. But I won't say that's the way to go forward with it. I mean, remember the website that there is, for instance, for the whole South Africa, mm-hmm. and so you won't really get get involved in it uh, through through internet. The best way, find out which routes the Oaks are riding. Yeah, but how would you find that out? Is it you, who, who do you go ask? Do you, you, do you pop down to your local bike shop and be like, listen, man, I'm looking for clubs in this area? Who would know? That's another, that's another way to go. Go to your local bike shop. Ask who are the, the clubs that, that's, that's around here. I mean, and then they, the bike shop should know which roads the guys ride on, on weekends and that. And... Go riding. Meet up with with a group in at a bar or a restaurant wherever they are busy having a, having a breakfast a or. But or a your drink your club has its own bar that because uh, how do you, you guys have to generate funds as well as as the club? So you guys have to do things uh, that I, I've seen a lot of the th- a lot of the clubs have bars where they encourage you know your normal public to come on in, come have a come have a pint by us kind of thing. Yes. There, there, are, there are some of our charters that, that do have their own facilities that do it for income of, mm. of money. Uh, by us, we more have um, one of our brothers that do own a place and we go support him. Okay, but the, yeah, so he owns a place. It doesn't necessarily mean that money comes to the club. No, no. Okay, so but it's a place for us to go, mm-hmm. and we all our insignia is on there and everything. Okay, that because he's part of the club, um, so you know, club forever, forever club kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, listen, Henny, thank you so much for for the insights into to the world of uh, motorcycle culture. I know it's been at times. I'm not going to lie; it becomes very difficult because I can see you're very reluctant um, <laughs> to to mention things. But sharing what you did, hopefully, the the listener gets a gets a little bit of an eye opener as well. So if you are listening to that, you know. Um, MCs are not all that bad. I've known Henny for, for many, many years. And for that very reason, 
I know um, there is obviously what is portrayed on television isn't exactly what uh, life is always all about. Henny, thank you so much for joining us. Catch you on the other side. Cheers, cheers, man. Bye. Disconnecting from host protocol. Host protocol has successfully terminated. terminated. Goodbye.